Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is all about understanding and coping better with negative self-talk. Now everyone on this planet engages in negative self-talk at some point or another and in some kind of way, shape or form. We all have that inner critic and although it tries to do its best to just keep us safe and keep us out of danger, it often causes more harm than good. Now mindset and our belief systems and the way that we view things and our thought patterns, they're really complex topics. So this episode will literally just scratch the surface of that. I don't have all the answers, funnily enough, but I'm going to attempt to share what I know so far, share some of the things that have helped me, the things that I've learned, the things that I've implemented and the things that have been able to help my clients as well. I'm hoping that this episode will give you potentially a new perspective on things and help you to deal with that inner critic, that negative self-talk, that inner mean girl a little bit better. So negative self-talk may look different for everyone. There may be certain things um, that you say that other people don't say, that other people don't think, but it often looks like making unkind comments about yourself. Maybe you judge yourself really harshly, you criticise yourself, you make judgments over your personality, your ability, your performance and most commonly your appearance. It may also be that you kind of ruminate over things, you repeat and replay past events, you kind of constantly go over and over these situations and scenarios and beat yourself up or give yourself a really hard time. We all have that inner voice and it's not about never having negative comments again, never having a negative thought again. That's not actually possible. But it's about learning how to cope better when they do crop up and not letting them take over your mind or even worse, dictate your actions. Just because they are there doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change your behaviour or do anything because of them. And I'm really passionate about this topic because a lot of the clients that come to me judge themselves so harshly. They have a really warped perception of themselves and they often get carried away by that inner critical voice. And you might be listening and thinking, yeah, I know for sure that that is something I do. That's something that I really struggle with. So negative self-talk usually happens because of two things. It's either comparison or it's expectations, or a blend of the two. Comparison may come from comparing yourself to friends and family, comparing yourself to people on social media or your work colleagues. It might also come from societal ideals. You know, what does society deem as successful or beautiful? You're comparing yourself to that version. And it also might be that our perceptions of how we think we should be, and we're not matching up to that. There are certain expectations that we believe we should live up to, and that's going to be different for everyone. But when we don't live up to those expectations, we criticise ourselves. We compare ourselves to other people. We compare ourselves to standards we believe we should meet. We compare ourselves to even past versions of ourselves. You know, have you ever sat there and thought, I wish I was as slim as I was when I, t- when I was 25, or I wish I had, you know, um, as... as clearer skin as I did three years ago, whatever it is, we can can compare ourselves to even previous versions of ourselves. 
So I think comparison and expectations play a huge role in negative self-talk. We put pressure on ourselves to live up to certain standards. We put pressure on ourselves to fit in. And that's totally normal. That it is completely normal to want to fit in. Like we have that drive within us. And it makes sense, you know, if we think back to our ancestors, they wanted to fit in the tribe. They wanted to be part of that community because if not, they would get kicked out. And it was like, you know, uh, a fight for survival. We still have that drive within us to be part of a community, to be accepted. But the issue with comparison, especially with other people, um, is that you don't know what others are going through or what it's taken them to get there. So let's say you are comparing the way you look, your body to someone else. Maybe it's someone you've seen on social media. You literally have no idea what they're doing on a daily, weekly basis. You don't know what it's taken them, what the sacrifices they have made along the way to get to that point. You have no idea about other areas of their life. You know, are they even happy? Do they do they feel lonely on a regular basis? Do they have friends and family that they, they can trust and talk to? You are only seeing one part of their life that they're allowing you to see. You know, that for all we know, when you are comparing yourself to someone, maybe it's their physique, they could have an eating disorder or a really poor relationship with food. And if you're comparing potentially, you know, someone else's life or someone else's career, you don't know what else is going on behind closed doors. Maybe they look like they're having a really successful career, they're doing really well, but behind closed doors, their relationship is breaking down or they're really lonely or they don't have a social life and often feel, you know, isolated and by themselves. When we compare our lives, our relationships, our bodies, whatever it is, to someone else, you're only seeing a part of that. And if you don't take anything else away from this episode, I want it to be that, that you have no idea what else is happening for that person. So comparing your life to theirs or your physique to theirs is pretty pointless because you are different. You don't have the same life. You're not going through the same things. You haven't had the same experiences. So really try to remind yourself of that. If you ever catch yourself criticizing yourself or comparing yourself to someone else. And I think once you begin to recognize all the ways you judge yourself or you compare yourself or critique yourself, it can be really shocking. It can be such an eye opener. Once you start to become aware of this, you can it's kind of scary how often you talk to yourself poorly, how often you criticise yourself and give yourself a hard time. And I'm not sitting here saying that I never talk to myself badly, I'm human and oftentimes no one is more critical of myself than I am. It's really natural for you to be able to have different opinions of yourself but I do feel like I've learned how to cope with them better. I've learned how to deal with thoughts and feelings in a more positive and helpful way. So the key in dealing better with self-criticism, that negative self-talk, is mastering and practicing self-compassion. Now you may or may not have heard of self-compassion before, but it's made up of three main components. And I'm going to go through each one of those um, just to give you a bit of a brief overview. So the first component of self-compassion is self-kindness. And that is that we are able to be gentle with ourselves and understanding of ourselves rather than harshly critical. 
And this is a really big one because we are often, we often find it a lot easier to be kind to other people than we do to ourselves. So that's the first one. That's the first component, self-kindness. The second component is common humanity. And that is the ability to recognise that we are all human and that others in life experience the same things that we do in some shape or form. You're not alone. These feelings are shared by everyone. And that can be quite comforting that you're not the only person that thinks this way, that you're not the only person that has these thoughts and feelings. And then the third component is mindfulness. And that is that we are able to hold our experiences in awareness. So being aware of what is happening rather than ignoring it, rather than pushing it away or on the opposite end, exaggerating it, making it a lot worse or seem a lot worse than it actually is. So where that self-criticism and negative self-talk pushes you down, self-compassion helps to pull you back up. You can think of like self-criticism as that bully that kicks you to the floor. Whereas self-compassion is that kind friend who picks you up, who dusts you off, who reminds you and reassures you of the type of person that you are and helps you to move forward. They're two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I'm not going to go too much into self-compassion alone, but it does a lot of what I'm going to carry on talking about stems from having self-compassion and practicing it regularly. So let's talk about ways to reduce self-criticism. Firstly, and this is usually the first step, um, and it can be quite uncomfortable, is being able to recognise your inner critic. What words do you use to criticise yourself? Are there certain phrases or comments that come up regularly, that play out day after day, every time you know you make a mistake or every time you you look in the mirror or every time you do something at work are there certain phrases or comments that come up on a regular basis i know for me and for some of my clients some of the comments that come up are things like you're a failure or you're disgusting or you're too fat or you're not good enough or you don't deserve that you're too lazy these are some of the things that come up regularly for people so learning to recognise what comes up for you and learning to kind of recognise what words um, are are there fairly consistently, it's, it's a really important first step to take. And then also think about if this, this kind of thought or this phrase or this comment was to be said out loud by someone, what would the tone of voice be like? What tone of voice does that phrase, if it had a voice, what would it sound like? Is it calm and reassuring and, you know, kind? Or is that tone of voice really harsh, really angry and aggressive? You will probably be able to identify that phrase often comes with this type of tone of voice. And then also, what do you feel? Like what emotions does that inner critic, does that certain phrase or comment bring up for you? Does it make you feel better? Does it, you know, help you to see in a more positive light or does it make you feel ashamed does it make you feel guilty does it make you feel worthless how do you feel when that phrase pops into your head so that's the first step learning to recognize your inner critic learning to recognize what the words phrases and uh comments come up regularly 
The next thing is the ability to create some distance from that comment. Now, this was a huge, huge game changer for me. And it has helped so much in me being able to cope better when certain things come up in my head. So the door just knocked. So I had to stop recording and now I'm going to try and remember um, where I kind of got to. So <laughs> typical, isn't it? Um, so the ability to create some distance from, from our thoughts helps us to have some perspective on things. And so rather than saying, I am a failure or I am fat or I am lazy, you start to frame it with, I'm having the thought that so I'm having the thought that I'm lazy or I'm having the thought that I'm a failure or I'm having the thought that I'm not good enough. By framing it, you become more aware, but also rather than labelling yourself as something, you're labelling the thought. And this works really well with regular practice. So every time that that phrase comes up, rather than being like, I am that person, you can be like, oh, I'm having the thought that, oh, there's that thought again that tells me this, this and this. And it just allows you to almost kind of step outside the thought rather than being kind of consumed by it all. It allows you to take a step back, label the thought rather than labeling yourself the next thing is learning how to respond rather than react. I'm aware that I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, and I'm having the thought that I'm not good enough. Is this thought, is this kind of inner critical voice helpful? Does what I'm saying to myself help me to be the person that I want to be? And rather than reacting to that thought, you start to think about how you want to respond in a more positive way and um, asking yourself is this helpful does this help me to be the type of person I want to be is is a, a really nice way to to again gain some perspective and to look at things a little bit differently and something else that is really useful is if a friend was feeling like this how would I respond this is such a good question because we often are so much kinder to the people that we love, to the people that mean something to us than we are to ourselves. So if if someone I loved was talking to themselves in this way, how would I respond? What words would I use? What would my tone of voice be like? What would I reassure them of? If my If my friend or a family member or my partner was saying, I'm a failure, would I be like, you know, yeah, yeah, you are a failure. Look at you. You, you, you can't do anything. You fail at everything. Or, which obviously I wouldn't be like that. Or would you be like a lot more calming, reassuring, reminding them of all the positive things that they've achieved? Or, you know, how, how would I respond if one of my friends was talking like that? What words would I use? Would I be harsh and aggressive towards them? Absolutely not. So why do we do it to ourselves? So rather than reacting and exaggerating the thoughts and feelings, you learn how to respond in a helpful way. Asking yourself in that moment, when that voice comes up, when that phrase pops into your head, what do I actually need in this moment? Do I need to keep, keep beating myself up? Or do I actually need to say some kind words to myself, give myself a little bit of comfort, do something that is helpful? And you want to also use non-judgmental language when that voice comes up. Okay, so this is difficult for me right now. I'm feeling like this and I know that that is a really difficult emotion. But how can I care for myself and comfort myself in this moment? 
Because when you start to come at it from that angle and you're able to treat yourself with compassion rather than overly criticize yourself, you make so much better decisions. You move forward from that situation rather than going over and over and over again with that with that a phrase or that scenario. And by doing that, it it gives you a chance to figure out what's going to be the best response. Nothing good can ever come from kicking yourself when you're down. Nothing. It doesn't matter how how much you think, oh, if I hate myself enough or if I, you know, give myself enough of a hard time, positive things are going to happen. It won't. It never does. So instead, when you are faced with those thoughts and feelings, ask yourself, what is the kindest thing I can do for myself in this moment? What is the most helpful response that I need? What is the thing that is going to pull me out of this and allow me to move forward? We can't stop our judgmental thoughts. We can't stop them from popping into our head. We can't stop them from, um, you know, coming coming to us at random times of the day. But we don't have to exaggerate them. We don't have to kind of encourage them. And even more importantly, we don't have to believe them. They're, they're not facts. They are just an opinion. They're a belief that you have created. So we don't have to actually believe them when those thoughts come up. And gradually, over time, through practice, you'll gain the ability to notice your negative thoughts. You'll gain the ability to step away from that and have a little bit of distance from those thoughts and respond in a way that gives those thoughts less power over how you feel and how you behave and respond. So I'll go through that kind of three-step process. Firstly, you want to recognise your inner critic. Secondly, you want to try and create some distance. So I'm having the thought that rather than I am. And then thirdly, you want to start to think about how you can respond in a helpful way rather than reacting, rather than having that automatic reaction pop up. How can I respond? How how would I respond if someone I loved was feeling like this or someone I loved was saying these things? And I just wanted to finish with mentioning failure because... A lot of our self-criticism and negative self-talk comes from our perception of failure. When we make a mistake or we don't do things as well as we thought we should or we feel like we failed, we beat ourselves up, we call ourselves names, we're really harsh to ourselves and we see it as such a negative, negative thing. But, and I know that this is a little bit like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Wouldn't that be, you know, if that was real and we could all feel like that after we mess up, that would be great. But the beauty of making mistakes and messing up is that it brings about an opportunity for us to learn. It gives us a chance to make improvements, to see how we can do better, to see how we can grow from what has happened. So rather than so solely like focusing on how we failed, and that being the thing that we just go over and over and over on, we can begin to focus on what we learn, what we can take away from this situation. Failing and making mistakes, of course, it's frustrating. No one wants to do it, but you are human. You are bound to make mistakes. You are bound to, you know, fail at certain things. But although it is frustrating, it's also really temporary. It's short-lived. It's not something that you, you know, if I said to you, name me your top 20 mistakes, 
you probably wouldn't be able to name that many because after a while you forget about it you you move on from it so there's no point in wasting lots and lots of time of replaying that situation and wishing that things could be different and wishing that you hadn't you know reacted like that or did that thing and instead you can start to change that and think well okay that didn't go to plan or okay I'm not happy with that but what can I do better next time how can I overcome that if that was to happen again how can I make sure that I learn from this and move forward and if you think about it especially as children like think about how many times you probably fell down whilst you were learning to walk with each time it taught you something it helped you to get better it helped you to see how you can improve it helped you and I mean we don't take that actual like you know we don't I'm sure when we were little we didn't think right what can I take from this situation but you never see kids kind of beating themselves up for it they don't give up they just persevere and the same can be said for you anytime you feel like you've made a mistake pick yourself up learn from it move on get better So I hope this episode has given you some things to think about, given you a little bit of advice around dealing and handling your negative self-talk better. Like I said, I'm not, I've not got all the answers and there's probably so much, well, there is definitely a lot more depth that all of these different topics um, you could go into. I do want to recommend two books if you are interested in in learning how to deal with your thoughts and feelings a lot better. So the first one is The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. And then the second one is Self-Compassion by Kristin Neff. They are two really, really good books if you want to gain a better understanding of your mind and how things work. They are two books that have massively changed the game for me. Um, So I will pop them down in the show notes so that you can have a look at those if you want to learn a little bit more and implement some of this stuff in a much kind of greater um, capacity. Great, is that the right way to say it? Uh, You know, you want to go into this into a little bit more detail. But I hope this episode has been useful. I hope you are able to take some things away. Please share this podcast episode, share it with your friends on your social media. I really want to try and get as many people listening to this um, as possible. But thank you so much for joining me. If you're still here, I really appreciate you listening to the whole episode. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, And any feedback is also amazing. I've been getting some really nice comments and some, um, you know, some ways to improve. So that is amazing. But thank you so much for listening. If you've got any questions, please feel free to drop me a message. Um, I'm always open to chat. It's, It's really nice to hear people's opinions and things. So please feel free to drop me a message. But thank you very much and I will catch you on the next episode.